What's up, guys? It's Jeremy Jeffers back with another episode of What's the Alternative? Got a special guest in the building, uh, athlete, business manager, my guy, David Mookie Mariotti. What's up, man? Jeremy, how you doing? I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem, man. So give us a little little background, man, on um, where you're from and, and how you got the – I want to know personally where Mookie came from. So a lot of people, a little bit about that. A lot of people do want to know that. I'm happy you asked that. I'm originally from uh, – we'll start, you know, where I'm from, from Cleveland, Ohio, specifically Brook Park, which is a smaller suburb, like right adjacent to the Cleveland border near the airport yeah. here. Um, I'm actually here right now, like I was telling you before we jumped into it. I left uh, sunny Miami yesterday for gloomy Cleveland. You know, it's an important weekend. I wanted to come see, you know, some special mothers in my life, my mom, right. my son's mom. But uh, here I am. Um, but, yeah, it's about Mookie. Yeah, yeah. Tell me tell me a little bit. I know when we first met, for, for those who don't know, I met Mookie in Charlotte. Um, it was Kobe's first game. And uh, first NBA game in Charlotte, and we met at a, a small bar above the uh, the Airbnb was above the bar that I was staying at, and it was just crazy because I had all my sports cube gear on. You was like, "What sports cube?" I, I get, I guess it grabbed your attention. <laughs> yeah, it did. I think I started the conversation. Yeah, it was a good, sure. good presentation of what you were doing, and you looked like you had something really good going. And then, yeah, you know, here we are. Got to know you over the past, let's say, six months, and yeah, you know, I'm things we got going including this this podcast I've yeah been tuned the past four or five episodes appreciate so, it man well tell, tell us how the, uh, the nickname Mookie came about yeah let's get to it so I was born um I'm 33 years old I was born in October uh right during like a the 1986 World Series so one of the most infamous errors if not the most infamous errors in sports history was the 1986 World Series, game six. It was the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Mets. And there was a player by the name of Mookie Wilson. Mm -hmm. uh, it was game six. He was up to bat. He hits a, a like a dribble down the first baseline. And these are for the people who don't remember this play because a lot of people do, whether they right. saw it or saw it rerun because it's rerun every year during the World Series. Uh, but anyways, the ball goes, Mookie hits the ball right down the first baseline. Bill Buckner, who was the Red Sox first baseman at the time, RIP to Bill Buckner. He just recently passed last uh, last spring or last summer. Uh, but he, he reaches down to get the ball, and it goes right between his legs. Mm -hmm. um, so they drive in the winning. Mookie drives in the winning run, which seals game six. The Mets win. They go on to win game seven. I was born after game six into the morning of, you know, the next morning. Right. I was born. My dad's name's David. He comes to the hospital. Um he, he likes his name, but he didn't, you know, my mom wanted to name me David. So he came up with something different. So since birth, and here we are 33 years later, everybody calls me Mookie. That's crazy. <laughs> I never would have thought. Never would have thought. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, I'm sure we'll dive into some sports. So, I mean, yeah, my, man. Talk my to livelihood. Me about, talk to me about your journey growing up as far as, you know, your childhood on into, uh, did you play any sports in high school? Um and then obviously, you know, college, talk talk about all of that. Yeah, so, I mean, sports was my first love. Like, we're all watching The Last Dance right now. Somehow at two and a half years old, at the time, to this day, I still remember being at the Richfield Coliseum where, you know, Michael Jordan hit the shot over Craig Elo. So, I mean, that's kind of where it started. My mom, a lot of people used to take me to all the Cavs games back then. Right. And obviously, you know, I love the Browns and the Indians. So, just from a young age, Serving sports and just kind of having an opinion on sports, a take on sports. Um, 
and just a love for sports. But yeah, I, I went on to play. Um, if I stood up, you probably see I'm not that tall. So in basketball world, I didn't really get that, that far. I went to a really competitive high school, and that goes for the other sports I played growing up: football, baseball, and basketball. But I was I was pretty good for a while there. And then the cliche is, you know, you kind of, but it's true. You you know, you're not going to become a professional athlete. Right. Or in my case, you won college athlete. Um, so you kind of find a way to be around sports. And right. luckily for me and with a lot of hard work, I got some stability in this business that is sports. Right. Talk about um, the LeBron era. Were you in Cleveland around all of that was growing up um, when, he, when, when he was blowing up in high school? How was, how was the reaction being in, in the Cleveland area? It was crazy. So I, uh, I grew up in Cleveland. LeBron is two years older than me. So I was a high school you know, entering high school when he was a sophomore, I believe, or a junior. So, I mean, that's when he really, I mean, he had a lot of notoriety from day one. Uh, but we, we went to a lot of high school games. My brother Vinny and I watched him in high school. The high school I went to was featured in a double header that featured LeBron after that. We didn't play LeBron, but oh, wow. we played after that game. So it started very early just kind of seeing how great he was and, uh, you know, the reaction to Cleveland. I'll tell you, when when it was announced, during the NBA draft lottery in 2003 that we'd get the first, and I say we back then as a Cavs fan, right? Uh, that the Cavs got the number one overall pick. I mean, it was probably the biggest celebration I had seen for Cleveland sports at that time. Right. You know, people driving down the street honking. Like, you know, I think a lot of people thought they were guaranteed to go to the finals the next year. Right. That's the impact he had and the promise. And, you know, good for him. He's really lived up to the expectations. I mean, those were lofty expectations. So those arrows – were crazy and especially you know him coming back to Cleveland and winning like he did in 2016 just exciting times being from here right right so talk to me about obviously you say you didn't go play in college did you did you go to college or you started your your path right to uh you know the the uh space that you're in now yeah so I went to college I went to uh DePaul University in Chicago um, okay. I always say I got kind of a dual education there not only just going to a really good school, um, but being in the city. I mean, it's in the heart of downtown Chicago. So, you know, when I was making my college decision, it wasn't like yours, which school am I going to go to to play basketball? Uh, but it was also what what place, do I, what environment do I want to put myself in? So it kind of came between Chicago and New York. Okay. Uh, schools in both places and ended up at DePaul. So as soon as I got there, kind of hit the ground running and uh, started finding, you know, things I could get involved with and things I was interested in. So talk to me about, like, when you found, like, your, like, the first time you was, like, you felt like you hit that big break. It seems like yesterday because it wasn't that long ago. So my path, like, following DePaul University, I actually transitioned with my English degree and kind of was in the right place at the right time. Uh, I became a sports writer for a big newspaper in Chicago um, when newspapers were still, you know, right. <laughs> in a good space. In a good space. I don't know how else to put it. Um, right. So I started writing for a newspaper out there, and then I always wanted to be in this world that I'm in now. Like I said from the beginning, so I transitioned into, you know, in my mid twenties, doing internships, unpaid internships, doing jobs on the side to make ends meet, uh, right. learning from other agents, working for agents. Uh, you know, just grinding it out, being at All-Star Weekend every year, being at the NBA Finals, you know, if I could get myself there, being at the Combine or being at, you know, these events where people were in a room that I could meet and learn from. Right. Um, so my break came uh, basically four and a half years ago, uh, 
Greg Levy and Aaron Turner at Barris Management Team. Uh, they had started an agency not too long before this. Um, and I, re I returned from uh, Chicago to Cleveland. So I kind of watched from afar what they were doing and, you know, by God's grace, got connected to them, was able to kind of show them what I could do, hit the ground running with them, was hired by them. And at the time, there were two clients in the agency. One included Terry Rozier, uh, a rookie for the Boston Celtics, and Aaron and Greg trusted me to kind of start handling his day-to-day -day or right. you know, meeting his needs, whatever he needed. Right. So that was my big break as far as, like, finally gaining some stability after grinding this thing out to right. 20 old and yeah. you know I had a one-year-old at the time and knowing it was make or break right to right. stay in this world or get in this world that's crazy that's crazy to think about talk about some of the guys that uh that you do represent that are in the nba um other than terry rosier and talk about the the lifestyle and how it, how your lifestyle i'm sure your lifestyle has changed from the newspaper writer to now yeah. traveling and taking the phone calls and uh yeah. just talk about that for a little bit yeah, it sure has changed. So right now I have two guys uh, that I work for, Terry Rozier, as I mentioned, and Derek Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat. And they were two real natural fits. I kind of told you the background of how I got, you know, started with Chris and, you know, grew a, a natural, organic relationship with Terry and his family. Derek, at the same time, was entering his rookie year. He spent one year at UNLV. We do our, our pre-drafts uh, at Varys in Miami. Right. So Doing our pre-draft in Miami, Derek was an incoming, uh, you know, spent one year in college, was in, in, incoming draft hopeful. Right. So him and I became roommates in Miami in a condo. You know, he's training, I'm working. And, uh, you know, so it, another pretty natural fit as far as as we got to know each other and he began to trust me. And he was young. He was 19 years old. So. Right. You know, I mean, his potential was through the roof just to see him in that gym the first day. Uh, so fast forward to now, it's been four years, four and a half years. But it, if you rewind back then, like, there's a lot that went into it in the process of, you know, Derek and I, Terry and I, and four and a half years of, you know, earning their trust, doing whatever they needed me to do. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. My day to day has changed significantly from the newspaper writing days to now. Uh, I sleep with my my phone, you know, on my neck. I'm ready to answer a call at any time. I'm, uh, and they're always good calls because my guy is on the other line. Right. But uh, just being ready for whatever, being, being reactive. So tell me, man, when you when that moment was where you're like, you know, you've been grinding with the newspaper and you just like, I'm I'm, I'm here now, and it, it was just all your hard work had paid off. What was that? What was that moment for you? That moment, uh, I'd have to say, it wasn't that, that long ago. So two years ago, around this time, uh, Scary Terry was born. Um, you know, Terry Rogier. Of course, man. Yeah, Terry Rogier uh, started in the NBA playoffs and, and was a huge factor in leading that team to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. And uh, long before that, you know, he had shots where he was able to you know, fill in for Kyrie or prove that he was the starter in this league with that Boston team. Um, and that started with his first career started a triple double and then right. kind of the games that follow that. So basically we were paying attention or I was paying attention to Twitter, social media, everything, you know, that we pay attention to these days and the fans in Boston and elsewhere were calling him scary Terry. Mm -hmm. So I said, this is something that is probably going to stick. Right. And, you know, it kind of was a perfect storm of, him 
having exceptional play, getting his shot, um, and that going all the way through the Eastern Conference playoffs to the point where, you know, we did a lot of branding around that, whether it was T-shirts that sold well or, uh, you know, just him becoming Scary Terry. And he did all that with his play on the court. Uh, but at the same time, kind of the marketing around that, and there was a lot of coverage of that. Uh, like Scott Van Pelt had him on, you know, Sports Center after a victory. I think he was wearing the, the Drew Bledsoe jersey. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but he, Scott Van Pelt said, Scary Terry, this is a thing now. So, you know, just helping with the marketing surrounding that and kind of leading that charge and, uh, you know, knowing that we have a King James, we have a Durantula, we have a brow, we have a beard, you know, guys in the, in the league have nicknames that maybe you just call them by that. But right. no matter what, he's Scary Terry now. Right. So kind of being a part of that was very exciting and, uh, you know, it was a big accomplishment. So everything kind of took off by storm after that as far as just the business side of, uh, of things, let's say off off the court, so to speak. Uh, yeah. For you and 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 Terry. Yeah. Like I said, that's that's his name and that went a long way for branding. And you know, Terry's so good at what he does, not only on the court, but off the court, you know, with uh, him and his mom, Gina Tucker, and their their charitable foundation, Twelve Blessings, which I'm fortunate to be a part of too. But you know, from a media standpoint, or Terry will give you real content in any interview. So that goes a long way too. Terry's Terry. So he kind of has these gems or these quips or kind of sayings or style, and we're able to build off that as well. Right. You got to talk of- about talk about the balance. You say you have a son. Talk about the balance of it's pretty much your entrepreneur in your own in your own way. Yeah. Um, talk about the balance of all of that travel. And the family time as well to to spend time with your kid and how important that that uh, that balance is. Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult. I justify my time away by, you know, knowing that this is all for him. Right. Four and a half years old. He he understands what his dad, you know, does and how hard I go and how hard I work. But, you know, the balance comes in that quality time I do spend with him and you know, even though I live in Miami right now for work, I'm able to travel back to Cleveland or get him down to Miami. And, you know, you kind of value that time a little bit more. Right. Other circumstances, but it's it's definitely not easy. Um, I FaceTime him every day. Right. His mom's great. She's able to, you know, we're able to communicate all day long. And Tommy has a question for me or just wants to see me and vice versa. Like we're on the phone. So that's good. He knows it's all for him. That's good. That's good. So talk a little bit about, man, where you're headed in the future. Um, obviously, more athletes. You have some new stuff coming up. Um, talk about talk about your future in this. And now that you're in it, where do you want to take this thing off to? Yeah, I want to keep growing. Um, you know, I'm very focused on the guys I have now. Uh, but I always want to provide that individual focus. So if the time came where, you know, I did take on another client, uh, I'd have to give that same individual focus and realize and know that I'm not taking any focus away from the other guys, but I'm good at balancing a lot of things. Um, you know, when I worked full time with Eris, you know, we, we grew to a lot of clients. Right. So I'm handling a lot of responsibilities. And now that I transitioned to just being the manager for two guys, I'm still just as busy. Right. I'm able to learn how to manage my time a little bit differently. Uh, so, yeah, I guess to answer your question, you know, in the future, I wouldn't say I'm on the recruiting trail, but if we find the right fit, you know, for me to handle somebody's business and, and, and life needs and, right. you know, really just 
to try to make their life easier and clear their head and know that they play at the highest level of professional sports. And that's made easier when you have somebody that could really, you know, work for you and help you. So yeah, I'm always open to that. Um, recently just kind of launched my company flex sports and entertainment, which is a, a a marketing management, you know, kind of do all firm. Okay. Um, so We'll keep building that. Once we get some infrastructure, maybe it will be time to uh, expand a little bit. That sounds good, man. That, that's super exciting. It's not. It's not easy. That's what I think a lot of a lot of people don't understand. And um, I talk to a lot of my kids, you know, about there's always ways to be around what you want to be around, uh, and and do something in a professional manner such as yourself. Because everybody's not going to get to the NBA or play high level Division one college. So what? What advice do you have for certain kids? Obviously, that pill is so hard to swallow in high school or in college or when you're done. But, you know, to get a head start and be thinking about the other side of things, life, um, you know, and, and, and getting in that realm. How hard was it for you, first of all, to swallow that pill, to not play sports anymore? And, and, and what advice do you have for the kids, you know, that may be on that fence? about pursuing a career but around it, whatever they love yeah fortunately or unfortunately for me i realized at a young age i wasn't going to get very far <laughs> on the quarter on the field but my love for the games uh never changed but i mean you you coach a lot of a lot of kids and right you're really transparent with them and there comes that point where you know they're going to realize they're either going to go that far or keep working to go that far or maybe not um and you know, that's an advantage. Like the kids you coach, that's an advantage that you played competitively right? You know, at a high level, whatever level that may be. So always stick to that and the camaraderie you learn playing with teammates and a team sport. Um, if you're more like me and uh, you realize kind of early that you weren't going to compete at a high level, you know, find a focus. If it's sports, do it every, do everything you can to know it, everything you can about the sport you're interested about or about the sports you're interested in. If it's, multiple sports but there's so much to know and there's really not a you know easy path into it like I said so hit the ground running uh, do as many internships as you can when you're in school or in college or wherever it may be and if you got to supplement those unpaid internships with other jobs to keep yourself afloat do that um, you know connect with people be genuine right. and more importantly just just be true to yourself because that's the biggest thing right Right. I think one of the biggest things you just said was connect with people. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, this generation of kids when I try to help them so much, but they're just so used to posting and everything is so fast on social media for them that they don't know how to talk to people. And right. I mean, they just lose the human interaction. Um, so talk about the kids, how important it is to, to make connections because half the battle is connections, you know, in, in the business, some of the business that you're in making great relationships. Talk about that a little bit. It's really everything. And I think what you're saying is too, is to make that connection, you got to make a good presentation. You got to you know, show that you're respectful. And especially if you're a kid, you know, coming up to somebody who's maybe established to a point where you want to be, I mean, respect goes a long way. Uh, being yourself goes a long way. Uh, you know, looking the part goes the way, right. it's, you know, being presentable and being respectful, all the things I already said, um, but connections are everything. Like the business I'm in is a relationship business. And it's, you know, for me personally, making 
the connections or relationships that I didn't think had a solid foundation. Maybe it was just like every time I saw him, it was, Hey, how you doing? Right. Kind of in these circles that I was in 10, 15 years ago as a teenager. Right. Now they're kind of coming into play. So back then these were, you know, people I respected so much, but I might only get a hello, how you doing from, and now we're, you know, I'm at a point where I'm kind of crossing paths with these people. Right. So you never know, uh, you know, what type of impression it's got to be a good one and where that's going to take you down the road. Right. So last thing, man, I'm going to give you a couple more, a couple more pointers and then I'll let you go, man. So you can spend some time with your, with your moms. For sure. Uh, Better right now, by the way, I'm in my uh, bedroom that my uh, son has here, if you want to see the background. So it's kind of not my typical backdrop for something <laughs> like this, but I'm, we're making do. I'm glad we yeah, got norm Normally we get the, what, the palm trees and, and, the, and, the, and the water in the background. Yeah, yeah, we would have had that set up for you if it worked out. <laughs> but this is better. This is more important. So yeah, these sure. are cool though. Talk to me about um, you know your your diet, man. I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously being around, um, I'm really big on nutrition. Yeah, but you know, being around those type of guys, um, Twix. <laughs> well, being around those type of guys as far as nutrition, um. Let me get this dog out of here. Come on, dude. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but talking about nutrition, man, like do you do you uh do you eat really healthy now to being around high level athletes that take care of their bodies, or is it something that you know you as a manager you just whatever? I mean, I try to. I try to. I'm on the road a lot. And uh, that's difficult, you know, yeah. whether you're flying or driving, you don't have the best nutrition, you know, options on the road. Uh, so I, to answer your question, I try to. When I'm home and I got a little bit of downtime, I try to eat as healthy as possible. Um, I need to do a better job at that myself. Uh, <laughs> and then just staying fit. I recently, with kind of this downtime or uncertain time or quarantine where, you know, my days are still busy, but I've found some breaks in the action. I've gotten back to working out more and, and running and, you know, just being fit. So it's definitely inspiring being got around guys that compete at the highest level and take, right. take care of their body, you know, to the utmost extent. Right. So I'm fortunate enough to be around that and, and, and see, you know, I gotta, I gotta look a certain way too, but uh, yeah, to answer your question as much as possible, it's right. tough. It's tough. I think I'm going to get better with that over time. Yeah. Man, so let's let's fin let's uh, finish up, man. Give me give me give the kids some some pointers of advice on what they need to be looking for, what they need to be doing um, as they're coming up through their high school and college years um, to be successful. If you had three three pointers, what three pointers would you would you give the kids? I would say education, and not just specifically grades, but you know, know what's going on around you, learn the game. Uh, that's probably first and foremost. Character is always going to come you know, hand in hand with that, you know, be right. professional, even though you're competing, you know, maybe at the AU level, high school level, uh, be professional. Like we right. kind of talked about earlier, be respectful. And, you know, you have coaches, you have parents watching you, you have scouts watching you. And, right. you know, you mentioned social media earlier. That's important. I mean, to act a certain respectfully on that and present yourself in a certain way. Right. Right. So I need I need before we leave I need one story 
I need the craziest story that, that you can that you can tell me uh, with either Terry Rozier or Derrick Jones Jr. Um, I mean, we've had some. I'll, I'll try to narrow it down. I mean, not just in the crazy sense. It's been an incredible year, just of recent accomplishments. Right. Accomplishments for Terry and Derrick. I mean, just last summer, uh, Terry signed a, a big contract in Charlotte. Became a starter in Charlotte. Um, there was a little celebration around that when that happened, which is a crazy story in itself for just a good time in a, in, a, in a time where everybody really embraced each other. So I know that was a big milestone for him and he had a really good season, you know, up until the point that it ended and we're all, you know, we all were really proud of, of the way he competed this year and took, you know, was able to lead the Hornets um, as a starting point guard. Derek, I mean, three months ago won the NBA slam dunk contest. That yeah, was pretty crazy. Um, he dreamed of for, Man, since he was a kid, he started dunking. I think it was in seventh grade, eighth grade. I mean, or yeah. it was way before that. I'll try to figure out what the age was. But I know ever since he did and realized the hops he had, that he, uh, you know, that was a dream of his. So accomplishment on the accomplishment front, like we've had some some recent really big wins. And, you know, Derek's such a great player. His potential is through the roof. Um, I think he's, you know, headed to a place where he's going to be a really – really big factor in the landscape of the league as a mm-hmm. not only offensive threat but a defender um crazy story man i'm trying to think i got so many <laughs> i got it's so many crazy up there in that world let me uh oh china all right here's a crazy story so Ter- terry's been endorsed or endorsed puma for almost two years now so uh last summer they invited Puma invited a couple of their their basketball athletes, including Terry and then uh, Danny Green, to go to China. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was Terry could bring a couple people, and you know, talking amongst each other at the agency, it made sense for his trainer Ant Wells, who you know, right. to go to keep him fit and in shape while he was out there, and then uh, also myself. I was I was chosen, you know, to go out there and if there's any business needs or just making sure everything went smoothly. So, you know, leading up to the trip, we were all excited that we were going to go on this trip. Um, we found out like maybe two weeks before we were taking the Puma jet out there. Oh, wow. So I don't know if you've seen that thing, but to fly kind of in, in that thing and go from city to city and see the way basketball was embraced over there. Right. Uh, it was just a crazy experience. I've never really left the country besides, you know, Canada. Right. So, you know, I'm sure basketball will take me other places too, but uh, that was just a crazy experience in itself. Okay. Well, I appreciate you, man. I ain't going to hold you too much longer. I appreciate you. You know, I know your schedule is hectic hopping on that episode with me, man. And uh, we'll definitely uh, stay in touch, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll be talking and doing some things in the future together as well. For sure, man. I appreciate your time. I really like what you got going right now.